They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't always talk about fictional books. Or, well, or do we? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question. This is Hysteria 51. Cheese muffins. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. We are your hosts and head interviewers. I'm John Goforth. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Book critics? Is that what, oh, what yeah. book critics is? Like? Yeah, yeah. Eh, I'm not really, yeah. Book critics. Yeah. I'm John Goforth, and this is Brent Hand. Thanks, John. Tonight we are talking to the author of the fictional romp centered around the UFO phenomenon. Cheese muffins. About, I thought I told you to keep Kyle out here while we're recording. He's helping with the show this week. That other voice, <laughs> that other deeper voice you're hearing is helping. the... One and only conspiracy bot. Brent built Seabot in his lab to help produce the podcast. Instead, he drinks all day and apparently builds small subpar robots named Kyle. I've got your subpar right here. <sighs> Why is he here? It's simple. But then again, so are you. So let me explain. You guys said you wanted me to read some Apple podcast reviews on the show this week. I don't like to work. So Kyle here researched them and is going to do it. We told you we don't like Kyle and certainly don't want him here while we record at all, period. I know. Great, isn't it? Kills two cats with one stone. It annoys you and gets me out of work. God bless America. Wait, what, what does this have to do with America? Cheese muffins. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just get it over with. Kyle, I understand you have some reviews of the show you'd like to read. Thank you. Yes, I do, I do, I do, I do. I do. Here's the first one from Hyrunic. One star. Titled Face Palm Times I Roll. These guys are not even close to comedians and just can't give up. They're wannabe sticks. Seabot, really? That's the best you can come up with. Kyle, let's stick with the reviews that praise me. Blurp, got it. Here's another from Nemo Jones, one star. Titled Wanted to Like It. But I couldn't get past the cringeworthy Seabot. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing a trend here, buddy. Kyle. What part of make me look good and make the meat sacks look bad do you not understand? Most of it. I'd say I don't understand most of that. <laughs> Damn it. Here's another. From Endorf Man. Three stars. Sounds a bit more promising. Titled Get Rid of the Robot and Singing. <laughs> Wait, that's at me. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Kyle and I are going to have to have a talk. Kyle. I don't have time to babysit you while I'm building my bot juice empire. Bot. <laughs> this is great. The disobedient child becomes the parent, right? Only I'm going to throw my child into a smelter. Cheese muffins. Next one conspiracy bot is enough. Shut up, Kyle. On that note, let's get on with the show. We've got a special guest this evening. Well, a couple. We are joined by a guest, a, a well-known and loved contributor. A bumperless guest. Oh yeah, he's you. You are getting. It's kind of like the Five Timers Club uh, on SNL. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to get you a a robe soon. Mm -hmm. uh, but by a robe, we mean a bumper, uh, a, a velvet and smoking lunch with jacket. Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's T. Hanks. Thank you very much. If you don't recognize those dulcet tones, it is the one, the only, David Flora. Hi, everybody. David Floride, we're happy to have you back here in the lower fourth, even though you're a lower fourth denizen just like we are. I am. I am. It's uh, it's nice to have you. Conspiracy Bot is a big fan. False. <laughs> Kyle, no, he's not. He's Kyle, not so from much. a big fan. Cheese muffins. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, what is new and exciting in the world of blurry photos? Blurry, blurry photos uh, has been hard at work coming up with the next episode, which I hope has dropped by now. Uh, but I've been really working hard on uh, I, it's it's turning into and a two parter. By, by now, you mean uh, when it, it, it we're recording this in 1969, right? And, and the time gonna, dilation is right. yeah, a little little weird, but um, it's set to an ot four. It's <laughs> that just makes sense if you, if you guys were woke, you would know why what two uh, why two ot four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hopefully by 2004 it'll be out, 
and uh, nobody's stuff crashes. But yeah, I've been hard at work uh, putting together an episode, um, and I've started a new podcast. Yes, which I somewhere have misplaced my brand new sticker. Oh, here it is. That's it. Yep. Uh, so I am doing a show called Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, which is uh, a trivia show, and I'm doing it with my wife, Annie. And now that's is that a nod to one of my favorite movies, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? It it is. Uh, it's a it's a silent wink. <laughs> it's it's on the surface. So we just kind of wanted no. A I pun. expect you to have Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer on the show. Well, it's nothing but Val Kilmer trivia. So. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 just the uh, the pun in there. But I mean, we've got like a noir uh, kind of theme on the surface, but it's mostly just um, pub quiz practice questions. That's awesome. It's yeah. fun. Like I've just. I will sit and I do like the Jeopardy questions like every day with my my Alexa and stuff like that. I do okay, and then I go to like pub trivia. And there's so much sports that I don't know. I'm always terrible. At least I'll be in a team where like, well, we're moving. We're not going to get half of these. Yeah. But then every once in a while, she'll answer one, and I'm like, where'd that come from? She's like, I don't know. I blanked out. What happened? You know? <laughs> Speaking of Val Kilmer, real quick, I don't know if you guys saw the the trailer drop for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. No. And it's the reboot is they're rebooting uh, Blunt Man and Chronic, and so they're going to stop it. Guess who's playing Blunt Man in the the movie? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching Real Genius uh, last week. Uh, oh, what a great Val Kilmer movie! Can you hammer a nine inch spike through a board with your penis? Not yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching Real Genius, and my suspension of disbelief turned off. And I got so angry about something in the show. And you're probably thinking, if you've seen the movie, oh, yeah, a laser wouldn't pop all that popcorn. That's not what I'm talking about. For some reason, I didn't have any problem with that. I had a problem with the uh, closet that What's-His-Name lived in. That the, Laszlo Hollyfield. Uh, why, God, why do I remember that? <laughs> I can't know. remember my wife's name half the time. So, Laszlo you know, Hollyfield. The, the closet, closet opens, and there's this huge pathway in between walls that he can he can fit a little train track on that, that the kid rides down and it, into the, the boiler room. David, do you want is. me or do you want to explain how the 80s worked him? Because obviously he doesn't get it. <laughs> you're right, though. Some of those movies you go back and you're like, wait, I don't even remember. Th- th- I was watching um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this, the, the parade scene is mm-hmm. the most silly, ridiculous thing you've literally ever seen. You've got like the, the guys up on the scaffolding dancing <laughs> Uh, obviously you don't know about union dancing, uh, David, do you want me or do you want him to, you know, to explain that? <laughs> I'll handle this one. So back in the eighties, <laughs> you know, the first like 10 years, uh, the, since that movie between when that movie came out and 10 years later, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that that was Ferris Bueller singing. <laughs> <laughs> You idiot. It's Matthew Broderick. (laughs) (laughs) That dumbass. They don't even do a good job with the lip syncing. No. Yeah, I mean. And if he would have ran out and tried to get into a a Chicago street festival, he'd have been shot, tasered, sat on, you know, like, (laughs) oh, um, we don't know what happened to him. I love the I love the cop defense of sitting on a perp. <laughs> I mean, they do they they do it. I it's uh, the chief Wiggum. They, they call that they call that the chief Wiggum. I got him. <laughs> and speaking of chief Wiggum, we have <laughs> we're talking about books today. Brian. Yeah, we are talking about books. We have a special guest this week, Eric Bickernix. He wrote the book High Strangeness, and it is. Very much in, in, in line with what we talk about. So I, I wanted to, we're going to go to break here soon, but before we do that, let's give the blurb. It's called high strangeness because when you David's read it, you're laughing and I high. can't stop laughing looking at him. <laughs> David, what, what part, high strangeness, what part yeah. has you uh, giggly? Uh, the reading that you read anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's give the kids at home a taste of what the book is about. What do you mm-hmm. say, Brent? Since we have. Mr. Flora. Uh, he's called The Voice. Why don't you read the blurb for our, our fine listeners? Mostly because Christina uh, Aguilera lives inside me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those men in black situations. Like she's operating here. <laughs> Hi. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> this is the blurb for high strangeness, right? Yeah. Yeah. A genie and a David. <laughs> I'm going to rub me the right Oh, way. God, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Something strange has arrived on Cape Cod, and it's not just the UFOs. Ken Wakeman, a skeptical ufologist who seeks the truth about paranormal phenomenon, struggles to discredit the myriad of crackpot theories out there. Melissa Mel Howard... <laughs> A reporter for a small Cape Cod newspaper copes with the seasonal tourist invasion and its accompanying anxieties. Why did I say tourist? <laughs> when the Cape becomes the national focus over a rush of UFO sites, they join forces to get to the bottom of it. Do you it. have to be from there to call it the Cape? Despite denials from town officials and the military that UFOs have landed, Mass Hysteria 51 overcomes the seaside community. In addition to the frantic humans, Astro, Kin's golden retriever, has also been acting strangely. Joining the invasion is Click, the promiscuous leader of a spandex-clad UFO cult whose members want to amalgamate with the fornications when their spaceship lands. Mel learns that when dealing with wingnuts, the truth isn't necessarily out there. Tom Frazier, an infamous proponent of crashed saucers and frozen alien bodies, claims the local military base houses some intriguing secrets. <laughs> After a visit from the FBI gives legitimacy to Tom's story, Ken will ultimately decide how far he's willing to go to witness humanity's greatest close encounter. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Ken Wake the, the the team, the duo of Ken Wakeman and Tom Frazier, it's Poughkeepsie's number one news team. <laughs> Wakeman and Frazier in the morning. Dun, 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 dun. When you need the truth, you go to Wakeman and Frazier. <laughs> It's just them, you know, with the crossed arms back to back. Yeah, back. Oh, but then you need, like, live action shots, like, Mr. Alderman, Mr. Alderman, roll down your window. Tell that, us. That or it's one of those, Wakeman and Frazier, attorneys at law. <laughs> I'm Ken the Hammer Wakeman. Yeah, and I'm Tom Boom Boom Frazier. <laughs> Together we are Hammer and Boom Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Were you injured? Were you injured by a cotton candy machine? Did, did, did a UFO a land on your house? Were you burned by a kettle corn cooking accident? Do you have a loved one that was injured by a cotton candy machine? Boom, boom. <laughs> Do you have a mesh implant or mesothelioma? We will bring down the hammer and go boom, boom. It's just, it's just them talking and then scenes of them like busting through fake brick walls. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, someone busts through the brake wall and goes, oh, yeah, and he's wearing a shirt that says, like, injury, and they go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright infringement. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to choke. All right, so we're going to go to break. When we come back, though, we're going to have Eric Bickernick's on. He is the author of High Strangers. We're going to talk about the book. It's a lot of fun. We think you guys are gonna gonna really enjoy it, and you can pick it up for free. So that is awesome. Well, if you read the show notes, we're gonna have links to where you can get it at. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria Fifty One. Oh yeah! Well, yes. Um, <laughs> boom, boom, Fraser. Slightly different. Hola, David. Me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, 
There's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Nation, we are back, and we are joined by our guest, Mr. Eric Bickernix. Eric has uh, has written a really interesting and fun fictional book. Fictional, uh, but incredibly poignant for the but, times yeah, t- going t- on right now. Art imitates life, yes. imitates art. <laughs> <laughs> Touchstones in reality, let's say. Yeah. And Eric joins us. Eric, thank you so much for joining the program today. <laughs> Ta-da! Hey, thanks, guys. So did you have a crystal ball, number one, the first thing I want to ask you when you're looking into this? Or what was the thing that the Vatican had, John, the the, the, oh, the visor, uh, chronovisor? The pro- yeah. The yeah. chronovisor, or or as we like to call it, the Pope glasses. Po- yeah. The the Pope scope. <laughs> the Pope scope. That that's a much different visor. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> we'll get into why why it's so pointy here in a bit. But Eric, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And you, you wrote the book High Strangeness. Before the break, we gave everyone the 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 blurb uh, of your book. You know that what you say it's about. But you know, before we get into the book, give us your background. What what's your whole history? You kind of went from kettle corn to aliens. That's not an easy jump. <laughs> that's an impressive yeah. one. Yeah, no, basically I'm a filmmaker by trade, uh, you know, 57 years old. So I've been paying attention to UFOs, you know, back in the 70s when there were only like, ooh, six books, eight books to, to read. Uh, yeah, in the world, it, that's know. a fact, too. <laughs> Libraries <laughs> were small. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot going on there. And uh, yeah. And so your basically, town priest you know, had to read them to you. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> no, you're right, though. There wasn't a lot of aliens at all at books, period. 
Right, and I've watched it evolve basically from the 60s where everyone had a different, their own different cool alien to now it's just basically, well, they're all consistent and yeah, it's basically folklore at this point. That's a funny thing that you say that too because it has become, the cultural narrative has become the greys for the most part. Now they're also all those others. But back in the day, everyone, like we did the... The one recently, and it was the elephant skin carrot nosed right. ones. And before the floaty that, one, it, did flo- it floated, right? It floated it came, and the... it had like the, the stump legs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or there was the, you know, the blue avians and this and then the other. Now everyone's got the, the big eyed grays. That's because those are the real ones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, what, uh, what got you interested in aliens initially? Uh, it's cool. <laughs> you know yeah you know of course it's like, that's like a pretty cool topic to study and, and, and yeah what's not to love <laughs> right right so like you, you uh, know, anal you, probes yeah. is the answer yeah. to that question <laughs> well you know, nine out of ten <laughs> that's that, that that's after a couple of booze uh yeah. beers All right. <laughs> so you know you said you've been doing this since like you know like the 60s and you've been in right. you got hooked on it how'd you come up with a story or what made you want to write a book about the alien so what what led you to high strangeness Right. Well, well, I wanted to to suggest an alternative, you know, uh, and basically I'm not going to argue that, you know, the aliens are certainly someplace else on another you know, star system or, or, or galaxy or whatever. That, no, I have no issue with that. Obviously, obviously. Uh, my issue is, 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 is they're pretty stupid if they manage to crash into our planet. Basically, <laughs> the, the stupid hypo- you know, alien hypotheses of mine here. Uh, and I can run you a bunch of examples, but yeah, you know, it's like, come on, give them a, give them some credit. You know, if, if they can warp space or however, you know, travel the speed of light, hitting our planet is incredibly, you know, <laughs> dumb. Right, right. And, and obviously, yeah, I, yeah. My, <laughs> when you, when you get your ideas from science fiction, basically, you know, you, as an author, you have to write to your audience. And don't forget the funny statistic is, you know, uh, 50% of all people have a below average intelligence. So, you know, <laughs> there are, there are more idiots with $15 for a movie ticket or for a book than there are PhDs or scientists with $15 to read your book, you know. There's one, so, yeah. Eric, there's one thing though. Actually, none of the below average folks listen into this program <laughs> of course uh, not. Yeah. so we have a high also 37 percent of all statistics are just made up that's right true. Yeah. abraham lincoln said that yeah yeah, yeah. well it's on his blog <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and the problem is dumb people well or however you want to define that don't know they're dumb right there's a hypothesis non-listeners uh, that, to our show is how we define yeah, it yeah right john yeah, is you know, well the- aware of his status in life <laughs> i will thank you to my limitations <laughs> Right, there's a term for that. People who people who don't know how to do something are completely ignorant of of how, what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, yeah, there's yeah, uh, there's some report that came out that yeah stated that. And yeah, <laughs> uh, if you're just gonna go with science fiction as as yeah, that, that's the that's the possibility. Uh, yeah, there's more out there. <laughs> well, right, and you know another thing you talked about was was Heaven's Gate an influence on this? Oh, oh, very much so. No, I have a character in there, sort of based off of Marshall Applewhite. Uh, I'm, I'm basically on Cape Cod, and, and mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that 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 before he went to the West Coast, he was considering going to Cape Cod cool. uh, and setting up his whole, whole organization here. Yeah, and that's a whole an example of them. You know, that you didn't use the Heaven's Gate cult. What what was your yours called in your book again? I, I'm I'm blanking. Uh, on the Fornicians. Yes. From the, uh, from the Alpha Fornicus. Um, the star cluster Fornax, obviously the Fornicians, uh, want to have sex with everybody. And then obviously if you could only be c- pulled into their spaceship, you could have wonderful sex with the Fornicians. You know, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to surprise you in here, but I'm willing to join that cult if it gets me in with the Fornicians. Yes. Right. And obviously it's a satire, you know, I just, I just tossed in the Raelians cause yeah, well, you know, okay. Yeah. Why not? Uh, and that whole thing of, yeah, the Marshall Applewhite and his, his thing. Uh, interesting. In my research, I actually sat there and listened to all of Applewhite's uh, teachings. Yeah. So John and <laughs> yeah. I, we, we actually did an episode on the the, or actually I think it was might have been a two part. I don't remember on on the right. Evans Gate Colt. And we sat and watched his videos and read and you know the and the originally how it was like you know let's talk about UFOs and then somehow it was like let's castrate ourselves and kill ourselves and right. it is an amazing. <laughs> To see the the way those people that 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 run these cults work and just shape the minds of people, and you know we're we're laughing at it because it's hilarious right. to us. But some people, even people that you would assume have an above 
average right. IQ, <laughs> fall for this stuff hook, line, and sinker. David, how many how many cults have you been a member of? Probably thirty seven. <laughs> In a row. By this point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, one thing, um, one you thing can I... only castrate yourself so many times. Though. <laughs> <laughs> one Wait, more done. than once. <laughs> We need to talk later, David. Yeah, jo- uh, join in. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, um, one of the things I found interesting looking over your website, you 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 gave a list of things that kind of helped inspire you for this story. Right. And one of them was a, a UFO religion that I wasn't terribly um, familiar with, uh, realism. Right. If, um, I didn't know Can much you spell about that. that. Uh, yeah, uh, R-A-E with dots over it. <laughs> Whatever those are called, uh, L I S M realism. Huh. And here's the here's the, they show the logo. If you go to Wikipedia Whoa. for realism, they show the logo, and right. it's a star of David with a swastika in the middle. Yep. What? Yeah. I'm not kidding. The, the the marketing guys fixed that. I think for those guys. Yeah. That's yeah. They the said they, they literally originally said, they had the mushroom cloud with a dove a piece in the middle of it. They said, and they they switched it to that. <laughs> they said they, they say on the Wikipedia page that after a while they changed the logo to uh, uh, get rid of the swastika uh, as to be able to um, uh, have better PR in Israel. Right. Okay, you think? Well, was yep. it the swastika? Is the actual swastika or like the Asian. See, it was blended in it, like, to a star. I think, yeah, it fit so into a that, star. Kind if you of. go over to like Asian countries, the the sw- quote unquote swastika is everywhere because it's a sign of peace. Yeah, but still, it's inside the Star of David. I like think that like, had to be a little on the nose. That's a. Yeah. It's, a it's like you know, you, you, I swear I'm using this racial slur in the right way. You right, know, like, right. like I, just don't don't go there. I mean, what with a with a symbol like that, are they trying to like? foster peace is that what their their goal yeah is? i don't know is it do you, what i don't know a lot about it. do you know a lot about their yeah, religion that's that's why i was asking the question tell us tell us how that inspired you and what you know about it because i'm just not too familiar right well no i had a character my, one of my sidekick characters well <laughs> the deal is well why you know why not join a thing like that at least temporarily if you want to get laid hell it's a great place to get laid you know you, you don't have to believe it but you can just sort of pretend to believe it if your motivation was just to get laid I'm right get to get laid. One... leave me alone <laughs> right i had one Mom. character who basically joins it just to get laid but his buddy is like you know come on you don't believe this crap it's like well you know but you know i'm getting laid <laughs> so yeah that's it's what you know what's not the satire about this six years later he, he's leading it like come on guys right. join you can get laid <laughs> you gotta castrate yourself but you get laid right. i don't know if i still want to get laid I don't know. <laughs> well yeah hold on that, the aliens just want to get laid they're right that the, the heaven's gators want to get castrated you know right they, i said the point is they don't want to get laid the heaven's gators so that's no fun yeah but the aliens yeah well, have at it right <laughs> yeah you lot that's a hard pill to swallow you lost me on it like and then you cut your <laughs> the only off. thing that's hard to swallow yeah <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, uh, I did read that the realism or realists, I guess, uh, right. um, practice sensual meditation. So, like, is Sting oh. one of them? Because doesn't he does like tantric <laughs> meditations and stuff he like probably that? Is. Lord, I don't know. So it's funny, you know, you talk about this in a time we were kind of alluding to this earlier. September twentieth is the day that right. everyone says they are they're going to storm Area Fifty One. What's your book culminate in? What's what's the hilarious part of this? We what did you use that chronovisor for, Eric? <laughs> right. Basically, the 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 book ends basically with basically two groups storming uh, the 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 local air force base here on Cape Cod. Uh, and basically, in in the under the guise of well, I have a sort of a Bob Lazar character who said, "Listen, listen, listen. The aliens are not at Area Fifty One. Todd gonna, Lazar li- for <laughs> well, monetary that, reasons." Well, my well, my variant right is like no no they would have they would have left the alien bodies where they crashed man and it was a, it was a crash saucer on the base back in the sixties da 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 so so we have to so basically the aliens would be there we need to get onto the alien because I worked at the other you know blah 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 Air Force base but et cetera et cetera right and the diversion is is uh sort of my my Marshall Applewhite character. He's expecting his the spaceship to return, right, and suck him up into into you know into the spaceship here. And during the whole book, there was a whole, there was a whole bunch of UFO sightings. So they all said, "All right, yeah, I need to get onto the base because they're going to pick me up there." That's obviously where his father crashed. His father, you know, <laughs> it was part of the original fornications that crashed at the base. <laughs> I had fun making the shit up, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, right? So that's hilarious because it's 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 
it's such tongue in cheek with what's going on right now, which is now they had a reason they were actually storming for a reason. We're right now. I believe the thing that they've said is let's clap them alien cheeks uh, <laughs> and let's get that alien tech and and as uh, the memes right. spread from there. Well, when I wrote this two years ago, I was just like, I'm kind of pushing this. Uh, well, I don't know, hopefully my audience will stay with me when I say, okay, they're just going to rush an Air Force base. But I figured, now, deal with an Air Force base. Well, yeah, what's on a you know, local Air Force base? Certainly on Area 51, uh, <laughs> those guys are ready. Those guys are, are told to shoot on, you know, right? If you actually went onto that thing, right. exactly, real bullets would be flying. So it'd be interesting to see who goes to the gate first, you know? If you, it's, it's, you're actually wrong. It wouldn't be bullets. It'd be laser beams. Yeah, oh, true. yeah, yeah. They oh, yeah. Well, obviously, engineer alien Gamma tech. weapons. Yeah, the same, right. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> if let's let's pretend here to say that there was a an alien ship that crashed, so we knew about it. Pretend. Do you guys see? Like, do you guys can't right? Let's say we knew it happened. Do you see the populace going and actually storming a place for real? Not like no. the tongue in cheek. You don't. You don't see that happening at all. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I think there. It would be a lot more. Um, diplomatic storm if they're going to storm something like like you know how when there are protesters they go to the senator's office and they they sit down and say we're not leaving until you pass this bill or yeah yeah something like you know we need full disclosure give us all the information i I mean i don't think people actually are going to put their life and limit stake for it right i feel like they're going to build a a base in minecraft and create an avatar to go and storm (laughs) that's probably what they'd be more likely to do right right point like i'm uh I'm out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it would have to be some hell of a of a, a reason for your normal person to actually storm a place. Like, you know, they're you know they've got Elvis and the cure for cancer in there, but they're keeping it from us. Which is, I'm sure, things that people say about Area 51 right now. Anyway, free stuff is what they're going to storm for. Now that's true. Or deals. That's true. And yeah. in another life, I worked in radio, <clears throat> and whenever we would do remotes. We would always have people show up, and we called them prize pigs. And they they had no interest in the event, the advertiser that we were, you know, uh, broadcasting from the the That's station weird itself. Prize pig was my favorite Batman villain. So. <laughs> and, I'll get uh, you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take all of my prizes right after the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, and they would show up, and they might even get there an hour before the broadcast start. Hey, I'm just here. I need uh, 17 t-shirts. Um, oh, yeah. uh, no. How about that? Oh, I heard you guys are giving away bumper stickers today. I'll take 36 of them. Right. Uh, no, you won't. I mean, yeah. You have to give them to me. It's the law. We did a live show, and, and uh, at the end of it, we handed out T-shirts and stickers and stuff. You would have thought we were handing out, like, gold. <laughs> People were, like, fighting over and climbing Excuse over me. one another. We were handing out gold. That is true. <laughs> that is true. What was uh, I thinking? Um, uh, Eric, Eric, question right. for you. You This book... Um, as entertaining as it is, uh, you there's another version of it. You you actually originally wrote this as a screenplay. Yes. Well, I converted. I in my mind, I conceived it as a screenplay. Did the book first, figuring, all right, well, how the hell am I going to sell a screenplay? So I figured, at least if the world's going to ignore it, it's like okay, good. At least I have it down the story in book form. Yes. No. I actually, I I, I then turned it into a screenplay, and that whole you know aspect. <laughs> was intriguing. Knowing that I was going to turn into a screenplay, it was still hard to boil down uh, sixty thousand words into roughly twenty. I was just, I was just reading that on your website too. That's funny. How you said like how hard it is. Like, what do you cut? This is my baby. Mm. How do we make yeah. my baby smaller? Yeah, <laughs> I wrote the damn thing, and it's still right. It was like uh, tough. And the basic, I sent it out a bunch of fil- uh, film festivals. And I think right now it's nominated at the uh, New England Film Festival in the script category. So, oh, that's it's awesome. me one of four. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> obscurity have... awaits. So okay, yeah, right. <laughs> it's up against uh, Mr. Mercedes, the other, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, the, by the other, the, that other New England right. author. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. We don't have to talk about him. Get that name out of your mouth. <laughs> do you ever see it make being made? I mean, is it something uh, that you would pursue? I know you because you've got a background in filmmaking. You did comedy sketches online in the past, right? Is, is it something that you would you would want to pursue? You actually did. You write a book about how you made your your first film on on a shoestring budget. Yes. No. I know. I shot a feature back in two thousand. Like I said, filmmaker guy. So that was the big you know thing I wanted to do, and it tanked. <laughs> so uh, yeah, nobody wants to read those stories here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the problem is the problem I see now. Now that I've actually gotten it out there a little bit, is I'm I'm not I'm not following uh, 
the script, the formula here. Um, and because I'm, I'm, I literally, I'm trying to do something different. I'm like, here, here's an alternative to, to, to you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. What about this? And no, apparently, no. There's too many true believers. It's like, it's bullshit. I'm, you know, <laughs> I have my set. It's got to be grazed. It has to be blah, blah, you know. So I'm slamming into that. In fact, I found another author uh, just bought the book. He does science fiction things. He's, you know, and he just texted me uh, that he did, he went to um, was Alien Con at South Cal, uh, South California. He tried selling his book, and he had a funny book about you know an alien family, da da da. And he said basically uh, that yeah, most people are so serious about the subject, they're like, screw it, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with you know yeah, a I, funny I, thing. We were actually at Alien Con in, in LA and it is true. We actually, you know, the three of us here, we talked about that. They're like, you know, you have your, you have different types of people that, that go to those things that, that consume what we do. The, the true believer is a large part of it. And unfortunately, right. a lot of times the true believer, not unfortunately, but sometimes true believers are so clouded by their own want to believe that they can't, right. they can't let fact or science get in the way of, of a good story. <laughs> Right. Which they don't think is just a good story. And then stuff like, you know, you, you know, this comedy comes out and they go, Oh, that's going to damage the brand. No, it doesn't. It doesn't damage. Guess what? There's aliens and lots of comedies and stuff like that. Don't let that <laughs> be too many people. Let that be a deciding factor for him. I think is what I'm trying to get at. Well, right. I think a great example of that is, is the X files. Like if you go back and watch episodes of the X files every now and then they would just have a completely tongue in cheek episode. That was just supposed to be funny. You never want, yeah, I never right. want, they were very, you know, Mulder all of a sudden is cracking jokes and doing funny things, right. you know, and it wasn't always the truth is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Eric, uh, we really appreciate you joining the show today. Tell everyone where they can find your book, where they can yeah. find you and, and anything else that we need to know. Uh, hidden in my basement, uh, in obscurity. <laughs> no, yeah. Basically, the website is capecodufo.com. Just hey, go there. Hey. All the links are there. It's, it's free right now. The book's free online just because I'm trying to get a following and then I'll charge for it. Uh, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> from Cape now Cod, on, you... it's not your basement, it's your layer. Right. And it, just, it <laughs> yes, gives okay. you a, thr- a, a, you know, <laughs> an extra layer <laughs> of, 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 oh. of, of, you know, awesome. So yeah, Cape Cod uh, doc, and also you've Cape got Cod UFO. What's your other book? You've got this is your second book. What's your first? Yeah, book? Uh, Artifice. Uh, basically, uh, uh, how would I sum this one up here? Basically, I sort of like a satire in the art world and sort of fame and fortune. Uh, basically, I sort of say that uh, there's there's no genius, only marketing. Uh, when it, when it comes to art, you know, how do you define one piece of art is better than another piece of art? Well, it's the marketing, man. You, you are spot on with that. That is an incredibly (laughs) true statement. I was just watching a movie, uh, the upside. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was great. And one of the characters in it, he, um, Kevin Kevin Hart, he paints a painting and the guy he paints it for, like makes everyone think it's worth a ton of money. He sells it for $50,000. This is the first thing he ever painted. And they're just like, it's all in the marketing, man. You know, it's like, could it be banky? Does anyone really know? Banksy. Yeah. (laughs) Banksy. Yeah. Not banky. Banksy. Yeah. You know, so that is so true. Like, a lot, a small amount of people control what is consumed as high end art in the art world. Right. Well, or, right. <laughs> or even books or anything. Right. 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 Absolutely. All right. So that, and that, again, that was capecodufo.com, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Eric, thanks for joining. Uh, listeners, we're going to hit the break. And when we come back, we're going to make fun of Eric. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are going <laughs> cool. to uh, recap everything we talked about and uh, hit a few other topics. On Hysteria 51. <laughs> Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope Mm -hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird in the oven. Doritos. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes so subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram and we'll have all the updates there. 
I'm all that in a bag of chips. Oh, man, that costs extra if you're from where I'm from. <laughs> What's the next line? When Fuck you it, are? I'm the whole damn party mix. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Did you read that in your book, High Strangers? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Thank you for bringing us back. Nation, we you just heard from Eric, author of High Strangeness. We, we, you know you have to go to, U, uh, what is it, CapeCodUFO.com? Yeah, or you can, just, you can just search High Strangers book, and you can get it on Amazon. You can get it online. No, but for free, it's you can get it. A, you can get it on Amazon as well for free, for free? right okay. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. If you want the, uh, I believe it's the Kindle. Edition. It was uh, part of uh, Prime Day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, guys, that was fun. Uh, Eric is uh, definitely a lighthearted fellow who doesn't take uh, UFOs too seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, you know, there's there's not much else to cover there. It's a, it's a book. It's fun. Folks can go check it out. Well, for hold on. I got, I got a couple important questions to ask you before we oh. go off this book. Ooh. Because the other thing that, that he does that he makes his living on, and I got to ask you guys about it, is he makes sells and, and distributes kettle corn. Do you guys like? Uh-oh. And Bigfoot memorabilia. Do you guys like kettle corn? I love kettle corn. I love it. And I also love kettle cooked chips. It's like popcorn, but it's sweet and you got to cook it right. I mentioned before I was all that in the bag of chips. Uh, I'm all that in a bag of kettle cooked chips. What am I, a communist? Of course I like kettle corn. Popping like some kettle corn. I actually don't like kettle chips, though. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I don't like. Oh, so you are a communist. I, like... I'm half, half communist. Shut up. Uh, he's, I... he's communist adjacent. Remember <laughs> <laughs> proxy. Uh, I don't like how crunchy it gets. Yeah. I like a good crunch, but it's almost like bordering on burnt. So crunchy. back in the day, you didn't like crunch taters, which were like the uber 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 crunchy chips. Did you ever have those? I don't. Uh... I'm trying to remember. I'm sure I did. Because well, someone who's as ever. wrong as you are probably doesn't never eat those. So it's yeah. probably true. Uh, speaking of crunch taters, so they had a uh, alligator as their mascot. Clever. Oh, yeah, we didn't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. this up in the the. Oh, I didn't like those. The lower fourth where we're at, they just caught uh, Chance the Snapper. Someone released an alligator into the Humboldt Park Lagoon, Lagoon, and they had to call a Florida man to come in to trap him. And, and now he's living and on other an alligator people are, like, farm. Trying to trap him, unsuccessful. Blah blah blah. It took him less than a day. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Well, he just he swam. In. Yeah. He put on a mask. I'm a gator. Started petting him. I'm a gator. <laughs> came right to him. Came yeah. Right to him. He threw the, some of that Alabama meth in there, and he came right. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. I saying, do. I do like kettle corn. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, great, that's great, John. I thought we were going, I thought we were going Brent, back. Just keep going. Don't I make never... eye contact. <laughs> smell almonds? <laughs> Do you, is that burnt toast or pennies in my mouth? I can't really figure out what's going on right now. Oh, we've probably made that joke on this show more oh, than any other. For real, though, real quick, the, the, you, you see where they're, they're telling people in Alabama, don't flush your meth, you'll get yeah. meth gators. Is that really scary? Because meth makes your teeth fall out, and that's the only scary thing about gators is it's their a teeth. Valid point. It's a like, valid you got point. a bunch of gummy gators. Now, they could swap you with their tails and maybe thrash you a little bit, but, you know. <laughs> gum you. Yeah. <laughs> get a nice gum roll. Oh, gummy. Oh, gummies. Gummy's coming to get Unless you. Unless the chemicals somehow um, 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 alter their DNA and turn yeah. them into uh, man gators. Well, uh, is it is the you thought that too, John? You thought that too? <laughs> is the is the the meth made by TGRI or something like that? You know, umbrella, and, and, umbrella corporation. Umbrella corp. Okay, okay, that's what I wanted. I I I think it's funny though. Like, I mean, to to get halfway serious, like this is it's something that in a way taps into the world that that we live in. Capricorn. Like, the uh, the the gator in the Humboldt Park. Lagoon. I don't want this like, anymore. I'm just gonna let it go. Well, do you, you know how people are always like, I I see a uh, what ichthyosaur, not an yeah. plesiosaur in in the. How many calls you know? do you think it took before they took it serious that there was a gator yeah. in the Humboldt Park Lagoon? But like you know, this goes back to my mind. It connects to like the the crashed circus train and the swamp, and this you know, like the things like that, where mm-hmm. you get the Honey Island Swamp Monster or the Swamp Ape or whatever Skunk Ape. To have a an alligator in a city park, you know, like you said, how many calls did it take? What do people think they saw? You know, like it kind of speaks to. <laughs> so what you're what you're saying. Real- 
What you're saying is that the Loch Ness Monster actually did come to Chicago. They haven't hired a Florida man to go get the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> oh, that's what you got it, got it, got it. <laughs> that's true. That checks out, really. If you think I do about love it. that it, it literally took Florida man, like, two hours to get the thing or whatever. <laughs> like, they took it took Chicago, you know, right? officials a couple days. But go, Going back, though, to talking with Eric, and we were, t- we were talking about, we asked him if he thought, you know, if if something like that crash, what we said would happen. It's so funny though, that he writes this book a couple years ago about storming a base. And then literally we're two months out from people are talking about doing that, which we're, you know, we've, we've had our episode. We did our episode. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to, to, to replay the whole thing, but in short, I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody will be storming area 51 anytime soon. Not well. Yeah. Not, not storming or um, not getting, not clapping them alien cheeks. No, no. I, I now, have even... you you clap a lot of cheeks, Mister Flora? All day, every day, every day, all day, every day. <laughs> well, now that we're talking about books, uh... fellas, uh, what uh, a little off topic, but a little on topic, a little both. What are you reading right now? It's funny you say that. I just actually bought a new bookshelf and uh, put it. Assistant Ray actually went with me. So you're reading Ikea, instructions on how Ikea. to uh, how to build. Up. I read instructions, put it together in no time. I got my new thing up. So that way, if anyone goes in my office and they glance over my bookshelf, they see like Helter Skelter and uh, all these alien books and, and you know, Nazi propaganda. So they crap. know you're woke. Yeah, exactly. Not like they're like, hey, we should leave. Uh, I actually have, you know what I'm really, seriously, the, the newest book I'm reading? So You Adopted a Dog. When we got our new dog, it came with that, which they didn't give it to us the first time, <laughs> but the second time. So we've just been reading about that because, as you know, I, I adopted a, a second uh, stray puppy. This was a stray in Chicago. He is a French bulldog Rottweiler mix. 35 pounds, full grown. Little you, bitty guy. I, 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 can you imagine how that happened? I don't want to get too graphic I don't know here. who was on who, <laughs> but someone really wanted it. Well, or didn't want it. I don't know. Whether you know, you you got to understand the the stray was actually a member of the fornications. So. Yeah, <laughs> fornications. No, but for real though. So I've read that. And it's funny because every dog's different, and it just talks about how you know do a two week shutdown where you like separate the dogs so they're acclimated to their new area and they're not unindated by the others. And at first, when we got the other dog, we we're like, eh, but it does help. You know, it does help, and so they're not just. It is funny that we had a cold. When we got him and he was sneezing and, and, and snotting everywhere, and now he's giving it to our other puppy. Oh. So now his nose is running. So that's a fun thing to have to clean up all the time. Oh, that it sounds they'll like come fun. over to you and they'll look you right in the face and you're like, hi, buddy. Achoo! And just sneeze on you. And you're like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, what, are you, what are you reading? <laughs> what are you reading? That is a departure from most of the book. Like, if, if we look at your bookshelf right now, we see things like Behold a Pale Horse and uh, The Iron Wolf. Uh, I'm getting ready to read after this one. I'm reading uh, Pale Horse Rider, which is a follow up to Behold a Pale Horse. Are you kidding? Talking crap about. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's okay. it's looking at the, the Bill Cooper and all the flaws in him. I actually <laughs> bought it about six months ago and I loaned it to Kevin. And then I went and I'm like, so how was it? He's like, I haven't, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I'm like, all right, well, I'm taking it back because I've been itching to read he's it. So that's next. He's still, he's still probably reading The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. <laughs> Wasn't that the book he was reading or something like that? Uh, recently, yeah. Uh, it was, it was like 7,000 pages. Yeah. I made that up. But... Him and Nick, our other buddy Nick, they read, <laughs> I read stuff too. Pages. Like I shouldn't make fun of him because the stuff, I, a lot of the stuff I read for, for this show is important reads. But as you know, it reads like stereo instructions. Oh, I'm reading one it. right now that's like that for an upcoming episode, uh, uh, Operation Paperclip. Both the name of the book. I didn't hate it. Um, oh, oh, who's the lady that wrote Annie it? Annie Jacobson. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, she took some liberties towards the end, as it, you'll get it, to. I'm but. not there yet. But it does read a little bit like stereo instructions, only German stereo instructions, because all it is is a bunch <laughs> of names. Well, Hans Gruber. Uh, then okay, it wasn't Hans Gruber. He we all know uh, uh, he Nakatomi was, Plaza. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, Never forget uh, Hans Gruber. Uh, it went to um, begot Johann Gruber, <laughs> and he begot no, yeah. They to be found at uh, wait, what do they call German castles? They uh, they just saw, Schloss uh, Schloss Lichter. <laughs> yeah, they would talk about how, and they just missed him, but they found their papers, and yeah. this person was going to get this person, and this is the horrible stuff he did. It's and interesting they brought stuff. Him here. It's just, it's just, there's a lot of detail that I don't need. Like, yeah, we went and rounded up some Nazis. That, that would have been good enough for me. They and literally that's what, talk. That's the about, level you're going to get on this program. Yeah, we cut through the fluff to get you, you the you just, good stuff. Yeah, like facts and details. We don't need all that crap. Uh, I am. Re- 
you want that right? shit, you go to you know, blurry photos. Uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm reading uh, <laughs> uh, Operation Paperclip. What are you reading, Mr. Flora? I am I, I am in the middle of three books because uh, I really went hog wild on this episode. I'm like a uh, prize pig. Sweet! Batman! So I am uh, pretty much done with the third book um, on John D. Um, the... The the one I've enjoyed the most out of them has been called The Queen's Conjurer by Benjamin Woolley. You know who his mother was? Uh, Sandra D. <laughs> Sandra Look at D. me, I'm Sandra D. Blousing <laughs> with virginity. <laughs> Skip that chapter. <laughs> but hey, um, I'm Sandra D. Sorry, keep going. It is it is like you're saying. It, it's hard to uh, marry the. Um, the the actual information with trying to be like entertaining or like keeping your interest, right. but the Queen's Conjurer, the the Woolly Book, uh, does a great job of that. He even sets it up in a way to like, um, split up John D's life to where there are like cliffhangers for chapters and mm-hmm. stuff, which is uh, uh, real fun. I had someone reach out to us on, I think it was on Reddit. I was chatting with someone, and they're like, "Hey, I just you know you were talking about." We, in a recent episode we did, uh, you didn't talk about X, Y, and Z. And I said, you know, we're, we know that those things happen, but you have to pick your, your through line in your topic and you can't, we're not going to do the three to four hour monstrosities that some of the shows do. And that's good that they do. Cough, and we're cough. not going to do, you know, they're not going to do like, you know, seven parters. So we're always going to have to, we'll miss some things. A lot of times it's conscious that we're missing them leaving it out so that we can get through it, you know? And unfortunately those are, you have to make those concessions. It's hard to explain that, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, we do actually think about how we put these together and we're not just like, well, here's Wikipedia. And that's not a, that's not a, that's not a a slam on that person. That's absolutely great. And I like it. And those like, Hey, did you know about that? Sometimes I go, actually, I didn't, I don't know how I missed that or something like that. You know, and then you feel like, Oh crap. What, you know, I'm, I'm a horrible researcher. I don't know what I'm doing. Fuck you. Yeah. No, no, that never happened. But like with the with the episode I'm hopefully in the middle of putting out or have already gotten out, uh, it pretty quickly turned into a two parter just based on right. like the research you know that that I was putting into it, and then trying to this is especially true of of a uh, biography, which is basically what my episode is uh, on John D. It's it's like trying to include a narrative line, also like details that are interesting. There's a lot and. It, it like turns into a two parter or else mm-hmm. you'll get nothing but you miss this, you miss yep. that. And doing this, which is going to end up being a two hour long episode, probably right, for right. me, two, two episodes. It's like, man, there's still so much stuff that's getting left out. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm starting to get bored writing the script. So I need to like right. cut something out. Right. So and that's yeah, hard. Tough. Just like talking with, you know, Eric earlier about, you know, he took 60,000 plus words and dropped yeah. 20,000. It's hard when you're like, but I want to talk about this. Yeah. But it, it's not entertaining or it doesn't matter. And then you're like, well, how editing the show, editing the show is hard too, where you go like, sometimes I need to trim some stuff or we mm-hmm. lose. We're like, well, how do you trim it? Well, you just you well, pick out of, John's parts. And you of, cut well, that's those and... that's obvious. <laughs> we talked about on our panel at AlienCon when you're doing a show like this. Not only are you trying to inform and have yeah, you actually but, said this, yeah, but you're 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 also trying to entertain. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. if, if folks just wanted the information that happened, there's plenty of articles to go read. That they're also listening for, um, you know. <laughs> Speed buggy? That's exactly what they're listening for. Me. <laughs> Cheese, no. muffins. Cheese muffins. <laughs> None of you. Uh, but they, 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 you know, it's also meant to be somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. Nation, let us know if you think we're entertaining. Yeah, how can they do that, John? <laughs> go to facebook.com slash groups slash hysteria nation. I can think of a couple other places they can go to. <laughs> Cheese muffins. Cheese muffins. Cheese muffins. <laughs> That's our Facebook discussion group. Uh, if you can't remember all that, just search Hysteria Nation on Facebook. We talk about all this stuff a whole lot more and make fun of David Florida. Yeah, that's right. Also, don't forget Patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. You can pay us money to throw things at David. It's not 
a well, that's an interesting tier. Uh, <laughs> tier yet, but it might be. Well, get ready to rake in the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the new, uh, you can smell John Goforth, and if you pay to smell John you Goforth, can't. I'll get you in front of David Flora, and you can you can comb his mustache. It's I, a you have a beautifully quaffed. It's a thing of beauty, <laughs> is it not? No, for it real. Is. I'm not making fun it of it. It's, I'm jealous. I want to pet it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to name it. <laughs> I want it to sit in my lap and stroke Whoa! it. Well, I, hey, where are we going with this? Uh, my doctor said not to say that out loud. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is that? It's a fornication badge. <laughs> oh, where's the real bread? Card carry. If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. That checks out. Thanks, Eva. So is he just going around like making these comparisons now? Just if you take taking... my anus and a starfish and place them together, <laughs> Wait, there is an eerie similarity between the... chocolate starfish. You never heard that? Yeah, oh, I have. I Hot dog flavored water. I, I, yeah, limp biscuit. You did it all, little doggy. I just, I just don't know how you went from. I didn't do it. He did it. You don't, you don't, li- you don't watch Ancient Aliens anymore, do you? That's embarrassing for you. They're really scraping. Episode. Yeah. Well, it's on the, it's on the DVD that I have <laughs> that you made. <laughs> he sent it personally. Don't forget, you can chime into the show if you want seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Fun. I'll be the one. Seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. If you forget any of that, you can find it on social media and. Hysteria 51. Before we leave, before we say goodbye, we're going to say our goodbyes. But after that, we have another, another special song this week from our good friends at Majungus. We got this week Intergalactic Invasion by Mike Gentile, the man with David. I think you can tell us how how sweet were his suits. The man with the sweetest suits. Yes. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot and his underling. Kyle. Stay She's woke nothing. meat sex. In comes the mothership from a distant world. Warning sirens blare from our strongholds. One by one they teleport through the sky Foreign creatures I could not identify Welcome to our home, the land of Martians Do you come in peace? What are your intentions?
That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.